Hello podcast listeners from around the world. Welcome, welcome again to podcast number seven uh, of Belinda Ray Holistic Living. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast up to now. We've certainly enjoyed putting them together. There's some really valuable content in there and we also have had some uh, guest speakers as well and plenty more to come. Today's uh, podcast is going to be over two podcasts, so one this week and one next, and it's around emotional healing and how the essential oils can um, have just uh, such a dramatic effect on your emotional healing and onto the brainwaves. So Belinda will touch on how that works, which ones um, really will benefit certain people, Um, touch on a little bit of science stuff, but not too much for us common folk so that we don't get lost. And... um, I think you'll get a lot of information, a, a lot of uh, really valuable content around this as to how to perhaps uh, manage your emotional state and, and, and some of the uh, essential oils that are really going to benefit that. So, without further ado, let me introduce Belinda. Welcome. Thank you, Darren. Um, as Darren just said in his intro, I'm actually going to be doing a bit of a two-part series and it's going to be how essential oils can really support your brain and by your brain I kind of am going to be going into more of the emotional health of, um, of people in, in the population because I think that it's a real epidemic going around at the moment where everyone is really feeling emotionally imbalanced. There's an extraordinarily amount of people who are suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, depression. As we know, depression is rapidly on the rise throughout the Western society. And so I wanted to really touch on how essential oils uh, are really, really powerful in in healing and supporting your emotional health. So I'm going to be doing a two-part series, as I said. The first one is going to be about more of the aromatherapy side of things and how inhaling uh, essential oils can affect your limbic system. And I'm going to go into all of that in a moment. That'll be um, today's podcast. And then our next podcast will be about how to use them and where to use them topically to support your brain and your emotional health. So let's dive in straight away and get into uh, how aromatherapy, um, which is basically inhaling your essential oils, and you can do that via directly from the bottle. You can inhale your essential oils obviously via diffuser, and a lot of people do that these days. It's very, very popular. Uh, you can do it by creating an inhaler, which is those little, I don't know if, if you're in Australia, you remember those little Vix inhalers that you used to get, those little plastic tubes and you place it right into your nostril and you breathe in deep that's an inhaler basically you can buy them from various online stores they've got a little cotton wick and you place your essential oils on the cotton wick and then you can take that with you wherever you go sometimes that's a little bit safer especially for children they can take them in their school bags don't have to worry about taking a glass bottle to uh, a glass essential oils bottle to school and of course for ladies and gentlemen who want to you know pop it in their bag and take it to work or to the gym or wherever the case may be um, and there's a couple of other ways. You can obviously, uh, having a bath is, is one way to actually have essential oils topically and aromatically. Um, so there's several different ways you can, you can inhale the power of essential oils. But what I want to do is I want to explain how that actually um, works, I guess. And I did touch on this quite briefly in our second podcast. Actually, no, it was our third. It was podcast number three, Managing Children's mood, Moods with Essential Oils. And I touched on how the limbic system works and how aromatherapy works, basically. So I'm going to delve a little bit deeper into that actual topic right now. So if you're not into the whole science of things, you may just want to fast forward a little bit. But I really encourage you to listen through this. You may learn a thing or two, and it also may dispel any um, doubts that you may have that aromatherapy is simply just a, a woo-woo, hippie <laughs> kind of um, you know, thing that people get into because it makes your house smell nice. And it's so much more powerful than that. 
So I think for decades and decades, um, especially since the 70s with the whole Jane Fonda kicked it off, I think with uh, aerobics and all this kind of thing, we've really been focusing on our physical health. Um, and especially right now, probably in the last year or two, gut health is absolutely huge at the moment. And I'm so thankful that it is because it's been overlooked for far too long. Um, our gut health is intrinsic intrinsically linked to our mental and emotional health. Uh, that's a topic for another day as well. And I'll go and delve into the whole gaps, the gut and brain um, axis and how that basically, how they affect each other and they're intrins intrinsically linked. Um, it has been actually scientifically proven now, which is fantastic. We've actually finally caught up with medical advancements have proven that if your gut microbiome is out of balance, um, what's called gut dysbiosis, which is what I have at the moment, then your entire body is negatively impacted. And that is, goes especially for your brain. So gut dysbiosis will affect the brain's ability to function, basically, um, and its ability to cope with external stresses. Um, and that's where depression comes in, that's where panic attacks come in, and that's where anxiety comes in. So rebalancing that gut microbiome uh, through gut healing foods or gut healing protocols like GAPS um, will go a really long way to help your mental and emotional health. So that's a, we're not going to dismiss uh, your physical health completely here. Um, I wanted to put that out there about your gut um, just so that you, you still concentrate and focus on that as part of your healing protocol because it is really important. It's a very vital part, uh, vital part of your you know, living optimally. But I really want to, as I said, focus on how aromatherapy or essential oils can be another support system in helping your body realign itself, uh, get back into balance um, and homeostasis, basically. So let's look at how essential oils affect the brain. Let's dive in. So there's a small section of the brain, and it's called the limbic system, and many of you probably have already heard it. Um, it's actually the, what we call our primitive brain. Um, and it's called the primitive brain because it's kind of similar, basically, a lot of other animals um, have a very similar type of system, um, even reptiles, and other, some people call it the reptilian brain as well. So it's known for, you know, for, by a few different names. Um, another name is actually the emotional switchboard of the brain, so that goes to show you how, you know, how closely linked it is to your emotional health. Um, it's actually believed to be the first part of the brain that's developed. Uh, so when we're growing as a fetus, the uh, limbic system is the first part that gets developed in the, in the, uh, in the uterus. Um, and it's actually the first part of the brain that really reacts to stimuli. And that's why, interestingly enough, that's why practicing deep breathing and meditation is absolutely vital to keeping your limbic system healthy because it really responds to that kind of stimuli. And the limbic system is only small, actually. It's not a big part of your brain. Um, it may be small, but it actually is in charge of pretty much some of the most basic life-sustaining roles of the entire brain structure. So it plays a huge part in managing our emotional behaviours. Um, I'll touch on just very quickly what the limbic system functions include, and some of them, just some of them, and I'm going to go through these really quickly, is it helps us remember past events. And now those events can be pleasant or traumatic. It doesn't really discriminate, unfortunately, but that's the, the limbic system is basically part of our memory. It helps us um, with our memory. Um, it helps us perceive threats from our uh, surroundings and responds accordingly. So that's your sympathetic uh, uh, mode or fight or flight mode, as some people know it as. And that's why it's called our primitive brain, because it's very, very basic in the fact that it can sense danger and it'll respond accordingly, basically. Um, it helps us make choices based on our past experiences. So again, it's kind of linked to that memory there. Um, and interestingly enough, I didn't know this. It actually controls our movements based on past learning as well. And this is where uh, children who are in the autism spectrum um, have trouble because their limbic system has been affected in a negative way. And that's why some of them actually have a little bit of trouble with, um, with rote 
uh, function, uh, body body functions and movement. Um, it also, f uh, the limbic system also forms our sensory preferences. So our likes and dislikes, basically, that's where it's all formed. So if you don't like tomatoes or if you love apples, this is where it's all um, comes from. Uh, now, our limbic system is actually the controlling um, system for emotions like anger and fear. Um, so that's very, very uh, important. And it controls like things like aggression and violent behaviour as well. So um, again, that primitive kind of uh, emotions, those primal emotions that we all experience. Um, our limbic system regulates our eating and our hunger and our thirst. So you know how when people say you're emotionally eating, you know, you, you're sad, you reach for that tub of ice cream. Ah, look, there you go. It's the limbic system that's doing that. So it's not just in your head, girls. <laughs> when you are upset, that emotional part of your brain, the limbic system, um, does actually also happen to regulate your hunger <laughs> as well. So uh, there's a little bit of science for you. Um, it's uh, responsible for responding to pleasure and pain. Uh, which again is intrinsically linked to emotion. Um, now it also controls the function of our um, autonomic nervous system. So that's things that we don't even have to think about, things that um, we basically do on a daily basis that is vital to our survival, but we don't actually have to um, actually think about doing them. So that's things like you know keeping your heart rate going, you know your, your blood pressure, your breathing, all those kinds of things. Uh, our limbic system is also um, linked to our sexual satisfaction. And it's actually, it responds very, very, very well to um, our sense of smell. So it, uh, I'll touch on that a little bit and expand on that a little bit in a moment, actually, because that's really, really important, uh, obviously, because we're talking about aromatherapy. But as you can see through all of those things, basically, your limbic system controls emotions, pretty much. Um, and it gathers all of the information from your environment through a sensory information, you know, touch, taste, smell, etc., etc. Um, and then I guess this is why you sort of feel comforted from a nice meal, like you know, that's why we call it comfort food, um, or why you feel anxious when you hear a really bad noise. So that's your limbic system kicking in, uh, and that's how it controls our, our emotional well-being, basically. Um, and it's also why certain smells can conjure up memories and even physical feelings, um, because the limbic system is so intrinsically linked to our sense of smell. Um, so, as I mentioned before, the limbic system um, helps us with our memories. Um, it also is very intrinsically linked to the sense of smell, those two combine, and it can create a really powerful um, emotional reaction when you do smell something, like it might you know, bring up a well, well you up with tears when you smell um, some, something that reminds you of someone who's no longer with you, or um, a traumatic event, like in the smell of fire, you may have been in an accident or had a house burned down, and that can you know, really conjure up, make you feel very uncomfortable. Um, this is why, because the limbic system holds that memory and links the memory to the smell, and, and that's how it all works. Um, and just touching on that, the sense of smell is actually different to all our other senses. Um, the sense of smell is our most primal sense, uh, which I never knew until I started doing a little bit of research and into all this kind of stuff. So I found that quite fascinating. Our sense of smell actually just bypasses the brain um, that other senses can't, can't do. Um, so for example, we can't rationalise our sense of smell, and by that I mean if you see something and you know there's something and you're going, well, that doesn't look quite right. Maybe it's, you know, if it's a shadow, maybe it's actually caused by X, Y, Z. Or if you taste something and it tastes gross, you can still force yourself to eat it or swallow it. Um, so, you know, other senses of smell, we can actually rationalise or we can, um, we can manipulate and we can, you know, force ourselves around it. With a sense of smell, we cannot do that. It is our primal sense. It bypasses all the other parts of the brain functions and it goes straight to the limbic system which 
is really the core of what, what my whole point of this podcast is. Aromatherapy, so you think about it, our sense of smell, aromatherapy, when you're going to be inhaling these beautiful, powerful chemical compounds that are essential oils, we can't manipulate what they do. We can't convince ourselves, oh no, lavender's not going to make me feel sleepy. No, it can't. we can't actually do that. It bypasses all those other structures of the brain. It goes straight to the limbic system and it's going to be processed accordingly. And those compounds can't be messed with, basically. So I hope that gives you a bit of an insight as to how powerful aromatherapy essential oils basically can be to our emotional health and to our emotional healing. So once your sense of smell is engaged, it really, really quickly, really quickly sends a signal to your limbic system. And from there, those signals spread throughout the rest of the body. And that's also including your heart rate, so your pulse rate, your blood pressure, uh, sends it to your lungs, so that you know if you're breathing faster or whatnot, um, and your digestive tract. So it's very interesting that um, aromatherapy can also help with hunger and thirst and things like that. So as you can see, by just smelling and inhaling something, um, all those things that I covered before that the limbic system um, helps function, um, as I said, memories, um, you know, primal uh, emotions like anger and fear and violent behaviour, your hunger, your thirst, your pleasure, your pain, your memories, your sense of smell can basically um, invigorate or calm um, all of those senses uh, that the limbic brain um, controls, basically. So it's very, very powerful in how you manage and even control your emotional and actually your physical well-being. Because as I said before, um, when those sense of smells um, signals are sent to your limbic system, your limbic system also controls your autonomic um, system. So you know your blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. So you can actually inhale something like calming, like lavender, and it actually can affect your heart rate and bring your heart rate down, or it can make you breathe slower or it can actually take away hunger or, or stimulate hunger or thirst. So again, very, very powerful guys. Um, and thankfully there's more and more research coming out now about how essential oils just may be one of the fastest ways to actually create a physiological and psychological um, difference to our bodies. Um, and that can be you know, used in um, things like decreasing anxiety, obviously decreasing depression, um, decreasing anger, relieving relieving stress um, and even you know on the other end of this spectrum actually um, relieving fatigue and actually energizing people so I think this is why essential oils are really coming to the forefront these days because thankfully the science and the research is catching up and they're actually now realizing just how powerful these plant compounds are so each, let's just go a little bit now deeper into the actual essential oil side of things. So that's the limbic system, that's your primal brain, it's your emotional switch pole board of your brain. So I hope that what I've just said isn't too confusing and it actually allows you to realise that when you do use aroma, um, essential oils as aromatherapy uh, via inhalation, that you really can use it as a strong support system to... Um, help your body come back to um, a, a place of homeostasis of, of balance and emotional health. Um, now, as far as essential oils go, which ones do you use for your emotional health? Well, it really depends on what you're struggling with at the moment, but I think, as I mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast, um, it seems to be depression and anxiety just seem to be on the rise these days. And there's lots of different reasons why I've got my own theories. Again, that gut-brain connection, I think, is, plays a really big part in it. I think people's diets really do literally mess with people's brains, um, especially with children. And we have touched on uh, preservatives and additives in previous podcasts as well and how they are neurotoxins. 
Um, and then next week when I do my next podcast, the second part of this series, I'm going to be talking about the vagus nerve and how important that is and when that gets congested or infected um, by toxins, how that can actually affect the rest of your body and vital organs like your brain and your heart. Uh, but for now, let's just focus on how essential oils are made up and basically the what essential oils you could possibly look at um, in your and use in your diffuser or in an inhaler um, to actually help you calm down, to relieve some depression, to relieve some anxiety, um, and to relieve some stress. So, as you may or may not know, each essential oil has its own unique chemical makeup, and I'm still learning about this, um, and I love this kind of stuff. But it is pretty, pretty much like a chemistry class. It's really, really complicated um, and quite complex. So, you know, it, it can, I won't go into that right now. Um, but basically. What, there's different types of properties. I mean, you've got your antiseptic pro properties, your antiviral properties, um, you've got analgesic or your pain relieving properties. Um, and each essential oil has higher doses of each property, basically. And that's why lavender, for example, is renowned for its calming properties because it's got a really high volume of um, those calming or anti anxiety properties um, in it. Um, and there's some like you know lavender is actually a big big great multitasker oil and so is frankincense and lemon and bergamot and wild orange which I'll go into all in a minute um, and they've just got these comp they've got a chemical makeup that seems to be um, like a bit of as I said multitasker they're great across the board for all kinds of ailments um, so if you're going to choose any essential oils if you're just starting out with essential oils and you didn't know which ones to buy my recommendations would definitely be lavender frankincense, lemon, bergamot and wild orange because I think from all the research that I've done these are the real great multitaskers, they really shine in so many different areas and you know things like bergamot for example it can be calming and uplifting, it's a multitasker, it's amazing and especially when you start getting into the alchemy of essential oils and by that I mean when you start mixing lavender with bergamot or lemon with peppermint and you start to get the this powerhouse fusion of you know, these really powerful um, chemical compounds coming together and just, you know, creating this real powerhouse of, of effect um, on your emotional balance and emotional well-being. Um, interestingly enough, what I have found when I've been doing my research is that all essential oils actually do have some antibacterial properties. So that just goes to show you, you know, that you know, they, no matter what oil you choose, if, if you're into sort of you know cleaning and stuff like that, um, you can pretty much use any essential oil, and it's great for that antibacterial property. So just a little side note there, not much to do with your emotional health, but I thought I'd just mention that. Um, so, as I said, there's some great multitaskers there. Lavender, um, as we all know, that's just renowned for its calming properties. It's by far. Um, and this is not just my personal opinion. You go onto any you know website or any aromatherapist website, they everyone agrees that it's by far the most versatile essential oil um, and it really is considered one of the best emotionally grounding oils um, and it can really really go a long way in calming even the strongest emotions um, that threaten to overwhelm your mind so if you are really struggling with that kind of um, mental health issue at the moment where you do feel extraordinarily overwhelmed um, very anxious on a daily or even hourly basis then I would say lavender can be a great ally for you. Um, again, this is just a support system. Essential oils won't cure you, and there's a bit of a disclaimer there. But if you use, for example, essential oils with a gut healing program, then I believe that you are giving your body an extraordinarily uh, good start to healing itself. 
and bring yourself back to, to some kind of balance, physical, emotional and spiritual balance. So lavender, guys, I think put that in the top of your list because it really is um, by far the most versatile essential oil that I can recommend. Now frankincense is another really powerful oil, um, very, very powerful for your nervous system. Um, it definitely helps calm mental chatter if you're one of those people that sort of is a type A personality and it's go, 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 and in your brain you go, you, you know, crossing off to-do lists in your head at a million miles an hour, frankincense will be your friend. Frankincense is also a really, really great essential oil to use um, if you meditate or if you practice any kind of deep breathing um, or even yoga, especially the kind of yoga that, um, you know, is more about the breathing rather than the sort of more energetic yogas. So frankincense, beautiful. And I'll be touching on frankincense again next week because you can actually place that along your vagus nerve and um, it can actually um, help with the lymphatic drainage. I won't get into that now. Stay tuned for next episode. But yeah, frankincense definitely would be my, would be my second uh, recommendation there. Now lemon, I think lemon um, is great. It's very obviously a citrus, um, so it's very uplifting. So for me, lemon is one of those great oils to reach for if you're more prone to sadness, to depression, um, because it, those citrus oils, especially the um, D-limonene, <laughs> um, is a really powerful chemical compound um, that will really help decrease those feelings of depression and anxiety. So lemon's really good if you err more towards um, the, the sadness, the glumness, you know, those... You know, I've got a bad case of the blues. The lemon and, and bergamot and orange, the three citruses that I'm about to cover, um, are definitely going to be your go-tos. Um, and lemon, again, like lavender, definitely one of the most versatile essential oils you can possibly own. It is brilliant. It's just fantastic in so many different applications. Now, bergamot, um, I always, every time I mention bergamot, I get a smile on my face because she is my most favourite essential oil, I think. I just love her. She makes me... I've just, as I've discussed in my first episode, I have suffered from depression probably all my life, um, and bergamot is the oil of self-love, and for me, she is the go-to oil that I need to use in my diffuser if I'm getting, if I can just feel myself slipping into that darkness. Um, more so than lemon, more so than wild orange. For me, whatever my chemical makeup is in my brain, bergamot hits me right where I need to be hit and she just lifts me straight out so I often just pick her up and I'll just smell it straight out of the bottle um, because and I'll go into exactly how I do that in a minute um, but bergamot is a beautiful beautiful citrus oil and she will has beautiful uplifting qualities um, but she can also be very calming as well so I often use if I've had a bad day at work and I'm just feeling a little bit anxious I'll actually pop bergamot and lavender in the diffuser at night so you can actually use bergamot to lift you up during the day when you are sort of feeling a little bit blue or anxious um, but you can also use her at night because she can actually also be calming as well and that's why I love bergamot so much because she's beautiful like that so if you suffer from any kind of you know anxious um, emotional turmoil then bergamot i think should really be high on your list as well interestingly enough if you sort of want to get more into the um, emotional healing side of things bergamot is really really useful for release, releasing pent-up feelings and for someone like me i tend to internalize a lot i'm not i'm very good at i'm very good at expressing myself when i need to but when it comes to more of those uh, powerful emotions that sometimes you know life throws at us and we need to express how we feel I tend to swallow mine down a little bit. I am getting a lot better thanks to my beautiful boyfriend Darren. Uh, we have great communication and he gives me a really safe place to express myself. But in the past, especially as a child, I would never 
speak up if I was feeling hurt or upset or, you know, felt like someone had hurt my feelings, I'd never sort of stand up for myself and I'd always just push it all down. And bergamot can really help release those pent up feelings, which are really, really important. Um, you know, emotions are energy and if you suppress that energy, that's got to go somewhere and that's when it can sometimes manifest itself into some kind of disease in the body uh, and I believe that's where my gut dysbiosis has come from because I basically suppressed so much over my life that it's actually manifested itself into a huge imbalance in my gut like holding on to things you know literally <laughs> so bergamot put that on your list ladies and gentlemen very very beautiful healing oil um, the last great multitasker I'm going to touch on is wild orange or just orange um, and that actually is beautiful restoring physical energy and it's very playful it'll bring out your inner child so it's really bright it's really uplifting and it really will increase those feelings of you know having a, a bright sunny outlook on life um, it really enhances creativity it's a great one to put on on the weekend because it's going to really encourage those feelings of joy so again wild orange like most citruses or limes as well um, really are great um, for people who suffer from depression or that, that sadness, that sort of, you know, err more towards those kinds of feelings. So wild orange is great. And there are, depending on how you, your chemical makeup, it doesn't work for me personally, but I do know that there are a lot of blends, a lot of sleep blends out there that use wild orange. So similar to bergamot, wild orange can actually also be calming. Uh, I don't feel as though it's as, as powerful as, as bergamot in that sense. So I don't use wild orange in my diffuser at night. I find that it's very stimulating for me. So when I, when I feel happy, I use wild orange a lot during the weekends um, because, you know, you sort of want to sort of get into the happy mood. It's the weekend, yay, and it gives a lot of energy for me. Um, if I want to have a little bit of a pep before I, I, my exercise, I'll, I'll have a bit of a whiff of wild orange. Um, but, you know, please experiment and see, perhaps, you know, try mixing some wild orange with, um, you know, a lavender or, or something along those lines with a sleep blend to see if it works for you. Um, I would err on the side of caution. I wouldn't test it out on your children. Test it out on your, yourself first because you don't want your kids bouncing off the walls at midnight because you've popped wild orange in your diffuser. Um, but I have, you know, definitely there are sleep blends out there that do say wild orange and I pop a drop or two of wild orange in so try it out see how you go everyone everyone is different we all have that unique chemical makeup so let's get some really specific oils that are really as i was mentioning before you know each oil has unique chemical compounds um and some are more calming than others and some are more uplifting as we've just discussed with the citruses tend to be more uplifting some are higher in antiseptic, antiviral, etc. So there are some oils out there that, and most aromatherapists will agree on, that are really, really good for anti-anxiety. So they have those really great calming anti-anxiety compounds. Um, and pretty much um, a really great one that's sort of on the top of my list is geraniums. You know, it's not a an oil that's sexy. <laughs> it's called the poor man's rose, <laughs> rose oil. Um, but it has really high... Um, now let me see if I can say this right. It's an anxiolytic properties, and that's your anti-anxiety properties. You can see why I've actually have I've gone delved into the you know pronunciation of all these chemical compounds because I can barely speak you know English at the best of times. Alone when I'm going to start talking about chemical makeups and whatnot. Uh, is it spelled A N X I O L? Y-T-I-C. So it's basically anti-anxiety and geranium's really high in those properties. So geranium's going to go a long way in helping you relieve any feelings of stress. Um, there have been um, tests done um, that say that it's, it does actually, um, it can actually reduce blood pressure, um, especially when combined with lavender. Um, and again, remember how I was saying that the limbic system 
you know, it controls our heart rate and our lungs and things like that. So you can see if you're going to inhale an essential oil like lavender, like geranium, that have those really high anti-anxiety properties, the limbic system is going to send some you know, messages, some, some neurotransmitters down to the heart. It's actually going to actually control the heart rate and actually slow it down. So that's why it actually can reduce your blood pressure. Um, and I didn't, this is something that was really interesting that I learned about um, when I was doing my research for this podcast is I love to sort of go into how the oils were used in the past in ancient times and I found out that with geranium um, a lot of ancient cultures used it in labour and in birth basically because it was so powerful in taking the edge off those sort of stressful you know related sort of um, situations so I found that really really interesting so um, I'm a big believer that if, uh, you know, looking back to the past and how our, our ancient relatives used um, plants and herbs and all these wonderful natural remedies, I believe that they innately knew. They were more linked, they were more closely linked to nature, I think, back in those days. They were more in tune with what was right for our bodies. So I, I hold a lot of faith in, in how uh, ancient cultures used to use these essential oils because I do believe that they were a little bit more switched on than we were before we sort of became into the industrial age and started putting all our faith into just pure science. <laughs> so anyway, I digress. Let's get back. So marjoram is another beautiful um, oil. It's a really great balancing oil. It's really great for calming the nervous system. So if you're someone... Um, for example, my mother, she gets the shakes. I mean, she used to say when she was a little girl, when she used to get upset, she would physically shake. Um, so her nervous system is, is, is quite highly strung. So in this case, marjoram would be a wonderful oil for somebody like that because it really does calm that nervous system. Um, and, you know, I love marjoram because um, she's the symbol of joy and happiness. Um, the Greeks and the Romans used to... Um, you know, call it the symbol of joy and, and, and happiness. So um, it's not only going to calm you, but it's also going to give you a, a beautiful um, sense of happiness and a little bit of more joy as well. So again, uh, marjoram, great oil, largely overlooked. Um, people often use it in their cooking and whatnot, but it can actually be really beneficial um, if you do have a bit of a, um, a nervous nervous system. Is that a, such a thing? I don't know. I've just made that up. <laughs> Uh, the next one I want to touch on is thyme, and it's interesting that a lot of these, you know, thyme and marjoram, they're, you know, very well-known herbs, um, but yeah, not, not as well-known as essential oils and not widely used as essential oils, so I'm really happy that I'm actually sort of touching on these lesser-known oils, because um, people might have them in their kit and they just never use them, or they might drag them out when they're making, you know, a spaghetti bolognese and pop a couple of drops in their bolognese sauce, but, you know, put them in your diffuser because they're going to really help with your emotional healing. And for thyme, um, again, going back to ancient times, it was the remedy for melancholy, for sadness. Um, and as we were saying before, like how uh, geranium can help with the blood pressure, thyme can actually help open up your lungs and your veins, um, which of course is going to oxygenate your body. When your body's oxygenated, you're going to feel much, much better about yourself. Um, so thyme, just as a side note, is actually really good for respiratory complaints. So if you do have a little one or even yourself who's got pneumonia or just suffering from a chest, you know, bronchitis or whatever, throw the thyme in the uh, diffuser straight away um, with things like, you know, like your traditional eucalyptus or one of your pines um, that will, you know, is great for, for lungs as well. But I never knew that about thyme until I did some research in it. So very, very effective on your lungs. So again, it's going up into that limbic system. Your limbic system controls all those things like your blood pressure and your breathing rate and your pulse, etc., etc. It's going to go up there. It's going to send some messages to your lungs. It's going to open up your lungs. It's going to dilate your veins and it's actually going to oxygenate your body. And that's how powerful these essential oils are when they can actually have physiological um, effects 
on your on your system. You know, it's amazing. Um, Time also is actually really good for balancing your hormones. If you've got any kind of um, progesterone issues, which I think a lot of women have, if we went to my um, balancing hormones workshop a, a few weeks ago, I was touching on progesterone and how most of us are low in progesterone because most of us are estrogen dominant. Um, so time is actually another great one as well. Just a bit of a side note there. Now the fourth one I'm going to touch on here, as far as essential oils specifically for anti-anxiety, is spikenard. And that's not a very common essential oil. A lot of people won't even know what that is. Uh, it's a flowering plant from the valerian family. Um, and I think valerian, I think most people know that the valerian plant um, is where Valium was made from, basically. It's a really, really well-known herbal sedative. So spikenard is from that same family of plants and it has been used for absolute centuries, especially in the uh, Ayurvedic health practices. I never say that word right. I've really got to just spell it out layman's way so I can say it properly. <laughs> it really annoys me. I can say it right in my head, but it never comes out right. Ayurvedic health practices. It's been used for centuries in there. Um, and Spike and I was actually mentioned in the Bible. It was anointed, um, I think it was Mary, one of the Marys, I can't remember, I don't know my Bible very well, but she anointed Jesus' feet before the Last Supper with Spike and So obviously, you know, calmed him down, I guess, for before his last big meal, I don't know. <laughs> but it is renowned either way for its relaxation properties, and it's still used today in herbal medicine. So if you do go to a, a herbalist, um, more than likely they will have Spike and in their kit um, because it's a brilliant um, medicinal. Um, herb for treating insomnia, for distress, for depression, uh, for nervous problems. Um, another one that they often use it for is with uh, chronic fatigue um, and of course anxiety which is why I've popped it in here today. So it is not a well-known one but I highly recommend that you look it up. It's very very powerful. It's another great one to use in your meditation practice as well. Um, so and a brilliant one to obviously use in your diffuser at night if you want to have a good night's sleep because of that sedative quality about it. Um, and if something that's been used for thousands of years, or I should say hundreds of years, um, in certain health um, practice, practices, that's good enough for me. So spikenard is one that I've only recently just added to my kit, um, especially when I found out how great it is for chronic fatigue and for anxiety. I popped it in my board it straight away, and I do use it. Um, not as often as I should, probably, because it's just one of those ones that you just, as I said, not as well known. But um, it's something that I'm definitely going to be using more and more of. Um, there's a couple of other one, other essential oils that are powerhouses when it comes for anti-anxiety, but I'm not going to touch on them too much because they're just so expensive, and that's jasmine oil and rose oil. Um, extraordinarily pricey essential oils, but massive powerhouses, especially rose, uh, and that's why I mentioned geranium, and geranium is the you know, poor man's rose oil, um, because rose is you know it's on the top of the list for anxiety, basically, even more so than lavender, I would dare say. Um, it really, those two together really combat stress and anxiety, but it's just unfortunate that they're very, very expensive. I don't have them in my kit. If you do have them in your kit, oh, oh <laughs> half your luck. Um, and just remember, you know, some rose oil or some jasmine oil, put them together. I don't know, you would be the most relaxed person in the world, I'd imagine, but they, if you do have the opportunity, if you are in a position to purchase them, I would highly recommend both of those. Um, so that's probably my top four. Um, specific oils for anti-anxiety. Um, as I said, there are some multitaskers as well that I've sort of said, they're the more uh, lavender, frankincense, lemon, bergamot and wild orange. Um, they are great multitaskers and they're 
all economical apart from the frankincense, but I think if you're going to invest in essential oils, there's just no way, shape or form that you can't have frankincense in your kit um, because it is just so good for so many different things. It is the king of oils for a reason. Um, so, you know, if you can, I would highly recommend you pop that in your kit. It is just a phenomenal essential oil um, and brilliant for so many different um, different uh, I guess uh, illnesses or conditions that you may have um, if you did want to sort of if you are sort of exploring other areas as far as um, you know as I said essential oils is, is a one support system for, for your emotional balance obviously the there are other things that you can do as I mentioned before your food looking at your diet is extremely important if you do suffer from any kind of anxiety condition depression you really do need to look at that gut brain connection um, a lot of people who suffer from anxiety really probably shouldn't have caffeine. That's just uh, really quite basic, but and I know it's a hard thing for people to kick, but um, try go over to, to decaf. Um, look into gut healing protocols, because if you can get that gut microbiome right, it goes such a long way, and I'm speaking from experience, that it goes such a long way in, um, your mental, in healing your mental health as well. Um, GAPS just very quickly was... Um, it was, it's an acronym for Gut and Psychology Syndrome. Um, Natasha Campbell McBride, Dr. Campbell McBride, was the person who coined that term. And she was not the first doctor to make the, the, to make the connection between the gut and the brain, but she certainly has been in the forefront of the research behind the gut and brain axis. Um, and she focuses on healing the gut and the changes that it can make for people with severe mental illnesses um, like um, bipolar or for children who have autism or on the autism spectrum or have ADHD and things like that. So it was, it was primarily um, developed for cases like that, but it can actually be extraordinarily beneficial for people like myself who just suffer from anxiety and depression and I can't believe the changes that it made to my mental health by fixing up my gut. I'm still fixing my gut unfortunately. It is a very slow process for most people. Um, for me it's, I don't know, there is how long is a piece of string. I'm still working on that but uh, I know that GAPS made huge leaps forward when everything else I'd done beforehand really hadn't made a dent. GAPS, just four months on GAPS um, was just made this huge leap in, in progress for my for my mental health. So I highly recommend that you check that out. So essential oils, as I said, it's not going to cure your anxiety. It's not going to cure your depression. It's meant as a support system. Incorporate it in your day-to-day your -day life. Um, put it in your diffuser. Um, buy some inhaler, little plastic inhalers from an online store and create some inhalers that you, so you can take it to work if you're not in a position where you can actually have a diffuser at work. You know, make up those inhalers. Make sure you use your diffusers at night because one, it's going to help you sleep and your sleep is very, very important because without good sleep you can't heal and you can't digest. So again, it all ties back in together with that <laughs> gut health. Um, and really seriously consider doing things like a deep learning how to deep breathe or learning how to meditate. And everyone, <laughs> anyone who I've ever met, and I've been one of these people that say, I can't meditate, my brain just runs too fast. Um, that's fine because meditation is a work in progress it's not something that you just you know do for three weeks and you're a master at it it takes years but you just do it for a minute a day just one minute start there um, and you'll be amazed at what a difference if you just build on that and build on it. there's some great apps out there I use daily yoga and I'm, I'm not um, 
affiliated with them in any way that's just one that I've used um, and they've got some really great programs like five week programs to help you learn how to meditate and it starts with as I said with like little two minute sessions and they build up from there um, and I would really highly recommend that if you are suffering from some kind of mental condition or struggling with your mental health that meditation is one of the things that, that you need to explore immediately I really can't emphasize that enough um, I have a beautiful friend, Sherol, um, from the Modern Hippie Co. She actually runs free meditation classes. I'm actually going to one tonight, which is very exciting. Um, and she does one-on-ones as well, where she'll actually teach you how to meditate. And that's how I started, because I, honestly, I tried it so many times over the years, and I just couldn't get it. I just go, oh, this is not for me. I can't do this. But it wasn't until I went to see her, and she so beautifully helped me find the type of meditation that was good for me, because there's so many different types of meditation. Um, and that was just the platform that I sprung from and from there I was able to actually just go out on my own and grab my little you know iPhone my smartphone grab my app and in the morning sit down and do a 10 minute meditation or a five minute meditation so it is really really important guys I really can't emphasize that enough for your emotional healing journey Um, there are some great essential oils for meditation um, and you can use them in different ways for your meditation you can pop them in a diffuser or you know you can actually apply them topically um, or again with that little inhaler um, when it comes to choosing what essential oils to use for meditation it's um, strange that a couple of uh, old friends pop up again frankincense and lavender <laughs> they always seem to appear with no matter what ail- ailment there's always frankincense and lavender there in the corner waiting to, to come in and bat for us they're amazing um, and frankincense of course as I said king of oils and it's one of the most sacred oils around um, and it's very closely linked to spirituality and to faith Obviously, it appears in the Bible um, with the three wise men. Um, but it is, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful oil to use in your meditation practice or even for yoga as well. Um, a couple others, um, myrrh, sandalwood, vetiver, um, abovite, and ylang-ylang are great ones as well. And interestingly enough, a lot of those essential oils come from trees or bark or something from a tree, like the roots or whatever the case may be. And it's strange, or not strange actually, it's no coincidence basically. Um, that they are all from you know big tall strong trees trees are rooted into the ground they're, they're very grounding basically so it's really no surprise that some of the best oils for you to use in meditation or just to feel grounded and just to feel a little bit more secure in yourself are the oils or the resins like frankincense and myrrh they're resins from these beautiful gorgeous strong trees that populate our, our earth so um, for me personally, I love sandalwood and I love vetiver. I find vetiver very, very powerful for me. Again, it's one that I typically go to for uh, my sleep blends. It's a really thick, earthy oil. Probably Some people probably may not like the smell, but gosh, it is really, really powerful, especially when you feel scattered. I sometimes get a little bit all over the place. I've inherited that from my mum a little bit. As I was saying before, she's got a very um, overly strong nervous system, and I can be a little bit like that as well. So vetiver is great for silencing that mind chatter if you're one of those kinds of people. And that's why I recommend it for meditation because it's really going to silence that chatter and really get you sort of rooted and, and actually help you guide you sort of towards any emotional issues that perhaps have gone unresolved. So those ones again for meditation, if you are really serious about going on a, an emotional health journey, um, essential oils, as I said, some um, looking at your gut health and then seeking out someone who can help you learn meditation and those oils for meditation are frankincense, myrrh, sandalwood, vetiver, abovite, ylang-ylang and lavender. 
Um, so keep those in mind, please. Um, if you are more, not so much meditation per se, but more into deep breathing, some people just like to do big, deep belly breaths. Um, like, as I was mentioning before, thyme, there are some great essential oils that uh, help with your respiratory system. Uh, a lot of people who try deep breathing find that they find it really hard because they've spent years, decades, shallow breathing, just breathing from their lungs rather than from their diaphragm, which is lower down. So you can consider using some essential oils that are going to, again, go up into that limbic system and they've got these, they're very high in the specific chemical compounds that are going to help with your respiratory system. Remember how the limbic system, you know, controls your, your heart rate and your breathing rate, etc., etc. So it's all tying back in again. So some really great um, oils for opening up your airways and your lungs and your respiratory system would be cypress, clary sage, white fir and eucalyptus. And I think eucalyptus we definitely know, being a, especially for us here in Australia, it's, it's you know, it's so, so well known. I think we've all grown up with a eucalyptus in our house. Um, but white fir is another great one and cypress and clary sage. And clary sage I've touched on before about women's health as well. If you go back to my estrogen dominant podcast, I talk about clary sage and what a beautiful, beautiful oil that is. But not only great for your hormones, but great for your airways as well. So if you're not quite there with the meditation yet, but you just want to really just sit still for 30 seconds and do some deep breathing in your bedroom before you head off to work, then just grab um, you know, your eucalyptus, you know, breathe it in straight, straight from the bottle if you want, um, and that's really going to help you open up and help you encourage you to take some big, deep breaths. And by really breathing in deeply, it's going to oxygenate, oxygenate your body and your brain, and it's really going to help um, feel a much more s a sense of calm and relaxation. Now, if you are a doTERRA member and you do use doTERRA oils, um, doTERRA, as with all great um, essential oil companies out there, because there's lots of other com big, big companies that do essential oils, they all do their own types of blends. And I'm just going to very quickly just touch on a couple of the blends from doTERRA that are great for emotional balance. They actually have an emotional balance kit. Um, so you know, it takes all the guesswork, all the oils that I've just mentioned. You think, well, I can't afford to go out and buy, you know, six different oils. Just grab yourself one blend. You know, the essential oil companies out there, they they do all the research for you, and they they know what to mix with what. As I said, that alchemy of combining certain oils creates a, even a bigger powerhouse of um, uh, effect for healing. So that's what DoTerra have done, and as I said, that's what many other companies do as well. So for emotional balance, doTERRA do a beautiful blend called the console blend, and it's really, really powerful for emotional healing. Um, it's, as this name suggests, it's really perfect for anyone who's going through um, an emotional, painful period of their life, perhaps through some grief, perhaps there's been a death in the family, perhaps there's um, the death of a relationship, you know, a relationship breakdown. Console's going to be the one that you want to want to reach for there. So it really counteracts those feelings of grief and sadness and hopelessness. Um, so that's a great one to diffuse and that's really going to comfort your soul um, or you can it even comes in a roller blend as well so you can apply it directly to you know your uh, under your um, on your vagus nerve under your earlobes and along that sort of ear bone the, behind your ears there um, and you can even apply it actually directly to your heart as well especially if you're here trying to heal a broken heart so it contains frankincense patchouli yelling yelling um, something called the labdomen twig um, and the aramis bark. So again, those, you know, everything to do with trees, very grounding. Sandalwood makes an appearance, rose, of course, and the osmanthus flower as well. So beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, blend for um, emotional healing. And that's the console blend. 
Um, Clary Calm is one that I've mentioned, maybe I've mentioned it before. It's um, great, for, it's a women's only blend and it's great for uh, hormonal balance. Um, but it's also really good to help balance moods and emotions, especially throughout a menstrual cycle. Um, so, it, you know, it helps, you know, for things like, you know, menstrual symptoms like cramps and headaches and breast tenderness and hot flashes. So that's another one. If you tend towards more pms kind of emotional turmoil, then Clary Calm is going to be a great one for you. It's got things like Clary Sage, as I mentioned before. It's got lavender, Roman chamomile, ylang ylang again makes a, an appearance, and my favourite bergamot's in there, and cedarwood, geranium, fennel, a bit of carrot seed and palmarosa herb, and some vitex berry as well. But you can sort of see how those, those essential oils that I mentioned previously are sort of making an appearance in these blends. Another great blend is the Passion Blend. Um, I use this a lot. Um, I've got a little diffuser necklace with a little lava bead in there and I put the Passion Blend in there all the time. So it's a great one if you, have, um, if you suffer from depression, as I do. Because um, with my depression, I tend to get those real feelings of apathy. I just really just have a general disinterest in life. So passion really invigorates and sort of, as, it, as you would imagine, it invigorates the passion for life again. Um, so it really can help overcome those feelings. You know, when you're just disinterested, you've got you know, a real sense of apathy. It, it will completely overcome that and help you reignite that excitement and joy and lust for life again. So it's a great one to, do, um, to have on you um, throughout the day. Um, great one to diffuse at night because obviously as the name suggests as well it's great for the bedroom as well um, to sort of re reignite your sex life so it's definitely by far my favourite blend um, out of all the doTERRA blends I use it not every day but at least at least a couple of times a week um, and it smells beautiful as well often just as a perfume it's a beautiful perfume to wear for girls so that's got cardamom in it, it's got cinnamon, ginger, clove, sandalwood, jasmine, a bit of vanilla bean and a bit of um, dem Damiana leaf, I think is how you pronounce it, which I don't really know much about Damiana. Um, but you can sort of see that it's got more of that spicy, you know, um, you know those clove and the, and the ginger um, and the cinnamon sort of, so you can see that it sort of spices you up, it gives you that, that ignites that sort of excitement back again. So Passion Blend's a great one if you are like me in Earth towards more sadness and depression. Um, and the last one I'm going to mention is the Past Tense Blend. Now, this is a really cooling blend, so this is going to really soothe the mind, it's going to soothe the body, it's going to release stressful feelings, and it's going to calm your emotions. So if you're one of those people that just has, you know, this real highly strung tendencies, your past tense blend is really going to help you. Um, it's great to use as a massage blend, so you put it across your shoulders. If, you, if you've got someone who can give you a bit of a massage, get them to just apply it all across your, your shoulders, back of your shoulders, back of your neck, along your spine. Um, you can even put it on your, your temples as well to relieve tension headaches if you have things like that. Um, so if you're the kind of person that just seems to be highly strung, always go, 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 just have a lot of problems sort of unplugging and relaxing and just calming down, calm the farm, can't quite calm the farm, then your past tense blend is going to be the one. Because you're, you're, if you're that kind of personality and you're that kind of, um, you err towards that kind of emotional imbalance, um, you're, you're the one that's going to be ripe for adrenal fatigue. So it's really, really important that you don't burn out um, and that you do get those emotions under control and, and, and use every trick in the book, so to speak, um, to get yourself to calm down and to relax and to release those stressful feelings. So the past tense blend, write that down if that's you. Um, past tense has got wintergreen in it. It's got the lavender, of course. It's got peppermint. It's got frankincense. It's got cilantro, marjoram, 
some Roman chamomile, which is another one of my favourites, some basil and some rosemary. So you can see there's a, uh, quite a lot of uh, herbs in that one, strangely, not strange enough, just interestingly enough, like cilantro, marjoram, basil and rosemary. Uh, very, very powerful. Rosemary is extraordinarily powerful. If you've watched my video on rosemary, um, very powerful herb. Um, extraordinarily antioxidant as well. So past tense, um, I would highly recommend. So there are other blends that doTERRA do, but I'm not going to really go into them now. I'm a bit mindful of, you know, sort of chatting on for ages and ages. What I might do is what I might put in the, if you aren't in the position or if you're not interested in doTERRA, if you use a different type of uh, company and they don't have those blends, I'm sure most companies as I said would have something um, similar to those kinds of blends so do you do some research um, if you're not interested in that you just want to buy the individual oils what I'll do in the show notes is I'll put you know maybe three or four um, little an anti-anxiety blends that you can make really just using all of the, the economical essential oils like your lavenders and your bergamos and your marjorams because they're you know quite economical and very very effective as you know because they've actually used in all these blends that I've just mentioned so you can actually make those up if you've already got them in your kit. I'll put those blends in there, and you can you know pop them in a diffuser, make them up in a roller bottle, or you can put them in an inhaler, um, and use them every day, guys. Don't be scared. You can't really, unlike ingesting essential oils, there's a lot of safety around that, and you've really got to be mindful on how you, how much you know the dosage. It's really hard to overdose on um, in inhalation or aromatherapy. Um, you really can't sort of go too wrong there. Um, topically again you have to sort of be careful but topically at least you get you get kind of like a, a skin rash or whatever sort of your body will tell you you know when you've had too much but thankfully with aromatherapy you can really you can't go wrong you can just you know um, you know use it every single day and and really it's very 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 safe so I highly recommend that you implement these kinds of oils in your day-to-day -day life as soon as possible so yeah, look on the show notes, guys. I'll pop some, um, as I said, three or four anti-anxiety blends. I'll try and choose oils that are very economical, um, just so that they're it's attainable to everyone who's out there. Um, and I'll do different applications, so you can make it in a roller bottle or a body spray or in the diffuser or whatever the case may be. So I do hope you found that really, really helpful. As I mentioned, next week what I'm going to do is a. Uh, a podcast on more of how to relieve um, emotional stress or emotional trauma and to set you on a path of emotional healing using essential oils topically and we're going to be talking um, a lot about you know sort of again some targeted essential oils where to apply them um, on the body I'll go a little bit into the fight or flight the sympathetic um, mode in the uh, parasympathetic mode of our brains um, and I'll talk a lot about the the vagus nerve as well um, because that's yeah the vagus nerve not many people know about it I don't think I might be I might be sounding a bit arrogant there but the vagus nerve is extraordinarily extraordinarily important to to our well-being and if that that little bad boy gets backed up and infected or clogged up it can really have major implication implications implications to your health so stay tuned for that that'll be coming up next week um, and you'll be more, more around using using essential oils topically and where to apply them and it's not the bottom of your feet strangely enough stay tuned <laughs> so thank you for listening guys and I'll see you all no I won't see you all I will speak to you all soon bye